0: hello 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 everybody welcome to stat shocking traumas and treatments and i am your host karen Wickham, with mary garner coming to you from beautiful toronto ontario canada hello hello everybody i wonder how everybody's doing out there today
1: Well, I hope well. I mean, uh, it's been an interesting winter here so far, but we're surviving and uh, we're uh, looking forward to spring soon. Our Australian friends are
0: saying that they're melting right now.
1: (laughs) Oh, we can send them some snow, but it would definitely (laughs) melt before it gets there. We got a ton of it on Friday. Yeah, it was...
0: It was wonderful. It was wondrous. There was thunder, lightning, lightning, thunder, snow, thunder, lightning. Anyway. Uh, Thunder, snow. I loved it. Some of my favorite things in the world is uh, our nature at its most fierce Mm -hmm. to a certain degree.
1: Yes. I'm not into tsunamis or any of that kind of stuff. As long as we're safe, but we can admire its magnificence from a safe distance.
0: Exactly. And that all the good people in the world are kept safe as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. We are starting a new mini series within the season. And this one is on mind control experiments. Mm
1: -hmm. This is huge. It is. It's scary too. You know, back in
0: the day, what am I, 52 now? So let's say 30 years ago, I heard about this. You know MK Ultra, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, phew, whatever. It's, you know, science fiction. It's 007, you know, that kind of stuff that can't be real. Mm-hmm.
1: Conspiracy theory.
0: Yeah. And, but I was sort of like, but it's interesting though, regardless. Like, can we control? Can your mind be controlled? And there wasn't a lot of talk in those days about gaslighting and all this other kind of stuff, we didn't have words for them. But we know that people could be manipulated, you know, people could uh, be bullied, you know, the mind people's minds could be brainwashed. Mm -hmm. But again, we didn't really have words for those. And a lot of those things that were going on, were hidden pretty well anyway. But as time's gone on, I'm more and more information came out and then the, it, it, there was nothing more to to realize and this was the truth this actually did happen this isn't science fiction this isn't james bond this is real and when covering human experiments or making the decision on the human experiments to cover i thought mk ultra we've got to cover mind control And what first came to my attention was Dr. Ewan Cameron. He was a psychiatrist here in Canada that performed some horrific experiments on his patients at the Allen Institute. And when I heard about that, I was like, okay, I need to know more. Looked into it, okay, we're covering this. And then that has led to this whole, like, I I, rabbit hole has been used a lot, but honestly, (laughs) it's like Pandora's box. It it, What I have, what I have, the more I read, the more I'm like, what, what the heck? Mm -hmm. And so he, Canada was part of one of the biggest offshoots of MK ultra. Dr. Ewan was one of their biggest contributors to mind control to the experiments, to the outcomes of it. And how the hell can that happen in my country being funded by the big, dark, scary CIA? So I had to get into that. Mm-hmm. And in order to fully understand how these experiments work, I think we need to understand why or who. And I think the best part is to start with the CIA themselves. But Understand, (laughs) we're going to be talking about Operation Paperclip. We're going to talk about Project Artichoke. We're going to talk about Sidney Gottlieb, who was the head of the MKUltra. And I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, Operation Paperclip, but basically what it was is that during the Nuremberg trials and all the the Nazi monsters that were brought up to trial, the doctors and everybody involved, pretty much the U.S. handpicked the doctors and scientists that they thought they could use that would help them to be a world power. So basically, they were told, hey, you come to America, you work for us, you tell us everything you know. So they weren't punished. If anything, mm-hmm. they were uh, given a quite a nice lifestyle. Yep. So we're going to talk about that. The best place to start is with the CIA. And I find this very fascinating. Some people might find it dry, but I find it scarily interesting, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Scarily interesting. Scarily interesting. So the CIA is a government agency, and they are tasked with gathering intelligence and international security info from foreign countries. And it dates back to World War II. So in 1940, U.S. President Roosevelt sent World War I General William Donovan on a fact-finding mission to Europe. U.S. didn't have an intelligence agency established yet, like the European countries had. Now they had been doing spy work and intelligence work already up to them, but they did not have a, a spy network put in place. And with the U.S.'s sudden involvement in World War II, they were behind the eight ball. And had a lot to learn. So when Donovan returned back to the US, he had a game plan. It was to establish a centralized intelligence division. So what he put together was the office of the coordinator of information. And he was the director. There were two divisions as part of this office. One, the office of strategic services which I'm going to refer to as OSS from now on, and the Office of War Information. The OSS teamed up with the scientific community to access their knowledge on chemical and biological substances to facilitate hypnosis. And the future director of the CIA, Richard Helms, was involved from the very beginning. In 1946, President Truman established the NIA, which is the National Intelligence Authority. And in 1947, the NIA created the CIA. And its purpose was to gather intelligence from European nations, like I mentioned before. In 1950, the CIA began mind control experiments. And their first operation
1: was called Project Bluebird. That was a lot, wasn't it? Yeah, but informative because it helps me and hopefully the listeners to understand like where the origins of this all began it's, Pri- and prisoners of war that were being tortured and coming back home.
0: Yeah, I mean it's all uh, steeped in paranoia and fear. The U.S. had never had never been attacked on their soil.
1: Yeah, never been threatened. Really, there was
0: never a real threat. Mm-hmm. And then they became involved in World War II, and then the Korean War, the fight against communism, the Cold War next. And the Cold War came about because of the tensions between, quote unquote, free world and communism. Mm-hmm. Terrible fear of communism and the commies, Red Russia, that kind of stuff. So that this is where it all got started, where it all came from. Okay, so Project Bluebird, 1951 to 1953, conducted by psychiatrists. What was their goal? They wanted to create new identities, induce amnesia, insert hypnotic access codes into people's minds, create multiple personalities, create false memories, placing brain electrodes in people and controlling their behavior from remote transmitters. Daily doses of LSD-25 for children, for extended periods of time. Children. children. And using ECT, electric convulsive therapy, to erase memory. Those were the tests they conducted and the things that they wanted to do. In essence, what they wanted was to create a person with DID. They wanted a person to adapt and change their personality and who they are but not know that they're doing it. So they're not acting. They're being triggered into acting a certain way. So like,
1: like if you think about the movie, the born identity, when he's like wakes up with amnesia, but he didn't know that he was programmed to be an assassin.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So if you are captured, so you're a soldier, then you're captured. And then when you're captured, you take on a different persona. Like you switch to that persona. And no matter what happens, you won't, You won't talk. You're not going to admit to anything and you cannot be coerced into false admissions and stuff like that. So that's basically what they were trying to do. Project Bluebird morphed into Project Artichoke, which... Artichoke. (laughs) I know.
1: Bluebird first, like it sounds so innocent, right? Bluebird.
0: Artichoke? Artichoke. That's so weird. And it, they're just arbitrary names that they pick because I, I was like, I need to find out. And it's like.
1: Why was it called that? You were trying to figure out why it was called called
0: that. artichoke. Like for Christ's <laughs> sakes, you Someone know, I was having
1: artichoke that day. I don't know. <laughs> they just
0: picked it. Right. Um, so there's nothing exciting about it. Okay. Um, and this began on August 20th, 1951. So now they were researching methods of interrogation. Could a person be made to perform an act of attempted assassination? They studied the effects of hypnosis, forced addiction, and forced withdrawal from morphine, heroin, opiates. They tested other drugs on them, cocaine, marijuana, mescaline, and peyote, and LSD. They were trying to... Mescaline,
1: what's that?
0: Mescaline is a psychoactive drug, psychedelic drug that comes from cactus. Okay. How you figure out You can get high off a cactus. I want to know that part. (laughs) Exactly. Like, what do you do? Do you face plant into a cactus? And then the juice from the cactus goes in through the needle into you. And then you're tripping out?
1: I don't
0: know. If anybody knows... How that happened. How, how
1: was mescaline discovered? How was like Because psycho-
0: disco- like, I want to know how popcorn was discovered. Like did a dry ear of corn fall into a fire and then it started popping and, pe- and like maybe oh, people apple. were like, this is, <laughs> this is fucking great.
1: Turn on the movies. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I love to find out about the origins of, yes, of, you do. of plants and
1: things in general, all that kind of stuff. So you anyway.
0: Like all right. So I'm origins. off. I am off subject here. Okay. Okay, so they found that LSD was the most promising out of all those drugs. So there was a huge emphasis on using LSD while doing these different practices to make them suggestible, create this multiple personality identity. So they used that for, I guess what I'm saying is uh, behavior modification. And they wanted to prevent agency employees from providing intelligence to adversaries even if it went against the fundamental laws of nature, such as self-preservation. And they wanted to produce amnesia. So you don't know. You don't remember.
1: So you wouldn't remember after you did the act?
0: Yeah, or remember period. Like you acted and did it, and then you switch back and you have no idea. Okay. So if your one personality had literally no information given to it, you really couldn't give up something that wasn't in there. And then if they were given something or taught to fight against the laws of self-preservation, basically they could be tortured to death and they wouldn't give anything up.
1: Hmm.
0: It was given to unknowing CIA agents to determine its effects on unsuspecting people. There is a one record that states that they kept one agent on LSD for 77 days straight.
1: Oh, my God. I don't even know what that would do to your brain. Especially I mean, if you have no you, idea you that. Be fried? I would. Not I, fried, but I mean irreparably damaged? Well, if you don't,
0: like, it's like, well, there's one thing to say, okay, I'm I'm going to drop some acid. And have yourself, <laughs> like, you know, prepared for some amazing experience. Right. But then there's another thing to just be thrown into this state. Mm. There's a really famous case about uh, Frank Olson. He was a bacteriologist and biological warfare scientist. He worked closely with the CIA and the expat Nazi doctors during project paperclip. He also worked on project artichoke and MK Ultra. He wasn't a CIA agent, but he worked for the CIA and He was one of the agents or, sorry, uh, unsuspecting people that had been given LSD without his knowledge or consent. Oh, okay. And it had a catastrophic effect on his life. He just wasn't the same afterwards. Basically, he was to go to a meeting with uh, different agents, and they were going to talk about. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I, I'm not going to get too much into it. I uh, want to talk about it more. But basically, he went to a meeting at a a lodge with other agents and doctors. It was dropped into his drink, and he started to trip out. And he just kind of remembers crazy stuff happening, and them laughing at him. And he just didn't feel that he could get past that, and he was having terrible flashbacks. And then later on, he fell to his death from the 13th floor window of the Statler Hotel in New York. What happened? Yeah. Did he, he because of the LSD, he went into some kind of, you know.
1: Paranoia. Or
0: PTSD event or flashback event, and he jumped. Did that happen? Was he murdered? Was he in a. Pushed. Yeah, murdered. Because like maybe his, uh, he seemed unstable to him, to them after this, or he knew too much.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now his son in the nineties had him exhumed, his body exhumed. Okay. And apparently the autopsy showed that he suffered a blow to the skull and that they believed he was murdered, but your head meeting the pavement from 13 floors is a decent blow to the skull. So I don't know. Oh, like, oh, I don't I see what you're saying. Like, so I'm not how would meaning you know to
1: which came first. Well, I yeah, don't know. I, guess I mean, can your body
0: is destroyed by the time it, so they it strikes the pain. it
1: and then threw him out the window?
0: That's what they're saying, but I don't know how you could really or he tell. He his
1: head and fell out the window on his own. Or... Like,
0: Your b- body would be so damaged. Come on.
1: Well, and how much. And did exhumed the... 20 years later? And, and how much did the unknown, you know, like he didn't know that he was dosed with LSD. So how much did that affect him mentally? Well, that's,
0: that's what I'm saying. So was it suicide, misadventure, murder? His death is now listed as unknown. It was originally listed in 1953 as suicide. 1975, the CIA admitted to drugging him. And then in the nineties, his son had him exhumed. And now it's listed as unknown. I think there was so much dark things going on at that time. It, I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibility that uh he was murdered. Um and if he mm-hmm. jumped because of the what the LSD had done to his brain,
1: it's still murder. Yeah, it's just as culpable. They're just as culpable rather.
0: Yeah. All right. So Project Artichoke morphed into MK Ultra. Do you want to know what MKUltra stands for?
1: it's our wi-fi password <laughs> it is actually <laughs> our wi-fi network <laughs> not our password but that's what our, our wi-fi is called well it's mary mary karen mary karen more like
0: ultra man yeah i know i know no but,
1: I, I don't know what it, what does the mk stand for nothing <laughs> nothing <laughs> it's you know, just Mike, like Artichoke, right? i'm
0: like murder kill ultra And so I start reading it and it's like murder
1: kill. Yeah, that sounds
0: good. They put two,
1: probably that's what it is. No,
0: they put two letters together and then they said, I'll stick ultra on the end of it. And I'm like, you're killing me here. I wanted a really cool explanation. Sounded like the Godfather. Um, (laughs) Someone must know why it's called MKUltra. Someone, but it's a CIA secret. Yeah. So MKUltra was headed by Dr. Sidney Gottlieb by the order of the CIA director, Ellen Dulles, on April 13th, 1953. And Gottlieb's Canadian counterpart was Dr. Ewan Cameron, who we talked about earlier. Right. Okay, so I am, we are going to be focusing on these two doctors in the upcoming episodes. So what was the purpose of MKUltra? Well, the U.S. believed that Russia, China, and North Korea were using mind control techniques on U.S. prisoners, Uh, in particular prisoners of war in Korea. The CIA wanted to develop their own mind control techniques on their own captives, and they wanted to be able to manipulate foreign leaders with the techniques. In fact, they tried and failed to uh, drug Castro.
1: Okay, Send some peyote to him? I don't know. (laughs) Hey, yeah. what if what if MK is like mind control with a K? It could be. I never know.
0: You really want it to be something, don't I you? Do, I do, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was disappointing. Okay, so I found this document from the CIA that refers
1: to the studies. In, what are you laughing at? I said, was somebody going to come knocking on our doors? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you laughing at? Please, <laughs> Where did you get this document? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs>
0: Docks some people out snuck in on you know on the web on the web yeah not the dark web though no not the dark web anyway it refers to the studies and experiments and it, it's pretty much everything that uh, we've outlined so far it 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 just talks about you know, here's here's one of the points a knockout pill which can secretly be administered in drinks food cigarettes as an aerosol etc which will safe which will be safe to use and provide a maximum of amnesia and be suitable for the use of agents as needed. I don't know. I just think about one of those, like, umbrellas with the needle on the end. Oh, well, you know. that, well,
1: what was the guy that uh, that uh they did that to I know, but that's what I think of. The I Russian think of, guy. like,
0: you know, uh I don't know. It just makes me think about you like yeah, I I think it. You know what it actually makes me. me think of? Like, we're old. We'll mm-hmm. remember this. I don't know if anybody, how many of you guys will remember. Remember the back of, like, old comic books? Mm-hmm. And you could, like, you know for 50 cents you can get these x-ray vision glasses
1: yeah 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 like spy stuff
0: remember they could have the fake finger that was a gun and <laughs> shot, like, shot like shot <laughs> like shot like safety pins at you and stuff like that so okay. oh my god
1: well basically so they wanted to explore any way that they could control or manipulate people's minds yeah with substances yeah Okay.
0: And we're going to be covering these things when we're talking about the human experiments as okay. we go along. So cool.
1: I don't I don't want
0: to I don't think we need to go into the great detail of that. So I think it's very important to talk about the fact that this is still going on.
1: Mhm. No
0: doubt. What MKUltra did and all other human experiments in regards to Project Artichoke, what was going on in other European, let's just say the world, Mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, experiments, human experiments, torture, you name it, Mm -hmm. is that this continues to go on. Oh, for sure. So it was a 20 year long uh, project. MKUltra. And it was exposed. Mm -hmm. So you think, okay, now it's out in the open. We can't let anything like this happen again. <laughs> in 1971 in Belfast, Ireland, the British military went in and started arresting Irish
1: men. Yeah, people who thought they thought, well, they probably thought they were part of the IRA, right? The, that's what I, that's what I under, like, the Irish I'm, Like when it was during the unrest in that period, Irish Republican Army was considered a terrorist organization by the British government.
0: Yeah. So they were going in and, I mean, there was war going on in Ireland.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so... um, Well, Northern Ireland. Yeah, Northern Ireland. So the British government military went in and started arresting who they thought were terrorists, Irish terrorists en masse. And then out of the hundreds that were arrested, they chose 14 men to do human experiments on. They used the same techniques as the CIA did. Okay. As Dr. Cameron did. Mm-hmm. His reach went that far. He was doing something no one else was doing in, in such a extreme fashion he was a huge part of the cia's practices that they did in terms of interrogation in terms of mind control and experiments
1: so basically they took the techniques that he used and yeah. incorporated them to their own to do their own experiments so they torture they used
0: these 14 hand-picked men to use in this experiment and it happened over a nine-day period now What they did was they took them from their homes. They put black hoods over their heads. They were dragged barefoot to waiting helicopters. They were in this helicopter for about a half an hour. And then they were, as they were landing, the helicopter was dropping down. They were shoved off. Like not from a huge distance, but shoved backwards, so they're even more disoriented.
1: Well, if they're in a helicopter, like how do they know how far off the ground they are yeah, when they're shoved ex- out of this helicopter? Exactly, That's terrifying.
0: Yeah. Then they were taken into like a an under like a in the base like a basement dungeon type setup. Okay, so like a detainment facility yeah. of some sort. They were stripped, put in jumpsuits. The hoods were really tightened up. They were interrogated. And of course, they couldn't answer questions because they weren't even involved in anything. They were just arbitrarily chosen.
1: I, I don't get that. Well, there was
0: all these people that were arrested. Most of them had nothing to do with terrorism. And then for some reason, they chose these 14 guys. And then they were taken and they thrown in this dungeon and interrogated. They couldn't give an answer to something they didn't know about. So what they did is they used sleep deprivation. They were in extreme temperatures, very, very cold. They were sometimes hosed down with cold water. They had the hoods on all the time and would get the crap beaten out of them on their heads um, so they would be bleeding underneath these hoods if they didn't answer the questions properly. They used positional torture where they were, what they would do is they were to like lean into the wall, but holding themselves up with their fingertips. So if you can imagine leaning in, holding yourself with your fingertips and you're like on your tippy toes so your body is just being held up by fingertips and tippy toes. And it's, it's called a stress position and it's extremely painful. And if they were to, you know, let their hands fall flat, they would be punched in the ribs. They were dragged from room to room um, where their bare feet would drag across and they would have the skin ripped off the top of their feet. Oh the, the cuffs that, and the um, restraints that were used in them ripped their skin. Right off of their, their forearms to their
1: wrists. And these guys had nothing to do with the IRA.
0: No. And they were put in isolation. So sleep deprivation, isolation. They were barely fed. They had extreme temperatures and pain. All of this. And humiliation. Fear of death. Some of them even said that they welcomed death. They didn't know it was going to happen. They just figured that they were going to die anyway. They just gave up. Mm. So this is what was done to these these men, and of, and it was studied. And they used all these different mind um, brainwashing uh, these these techniques that we talked about. Uh, they were drugged. There were they used loud music, in sounds, scary, horrifying, screeching sounds. So here you are. In a room by yourself, freezing cold, with a hood on your head. You've had the shit kicked out of you. You've barely eaten anything. And they're blasting this horrific music and screeching horrible sounds as loud as possible while you're on LSD and don't know it. This is what these men went through. They all suffered were horror. Were given LSD? Yeah, they were given drugs on top of it. That's that's what they, they were.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Okay, so they were finally released. And suffered greatly with PTSD. Mm -hmm. You think? Yeah. The wounds, the physical wounds healed, but of course the psychological torture. Mm -hmm. Um, So the Irish government sued the British government. They went to the um, European Court of Human Rights to sue them. And I mean, that's a slam dunk, right? Nope. It wasn't considered torture. It was considered inhumane and degrading. That's what they called it. But it wasn't torture, just inhumane and degrading.
1: Okay, I would consider that to be torture.
0: But you know what this did? It set the tone. So the European Tribunal, the Court of Human Rights said, that's not torture. So what does everybody else do? Well, then we can do everything up and to that point. We can do all those things now to our prisoners. We can do all of those things to whoever we capture.
1: And get away with that. Yeah.
0: Because you know what? It may be embarrassing, but it's not torture. So guess what people did? Guess what these different nations did? They took it to that degree and more so. And if it came up in court, they say, well, you know, it doesn't say that you can't do this. So Yeah. That's, that's what happened. And the, these men are known as the hooded men. They went back and they said, that's it. You know, we're going to sue them again. We got to get this sorted out. We can't allow this to keep happening. The, these This is what's in place. This is what nations are, are going to follow as their, the, the rule of what they can. Their MOs. Yeah, the modus exactly.
1: operandi <laughs> So now
0: they've have all the, the, I think it was 2017 and they have everything they need. There's no way that they can lose this. They've got all the information. So what do you think the result was? They upheld the the, the decision. No harm was done except for, you know, some humiliation. And degrading. Oh, and... and
1: Degra- de- degradation yeah. and inhumane. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So there is uh, an appeal in place, and let's hope one day, and all it does is just support... Tell me that there isn't anything political going on here. You know what? My, I'm, I'm really tirading. Is that a word? <laughs>
1: going on a tirade this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. So the European Court of Appeal basically upheld their previous decision. Yeah. Because if they admitted they were wrong the first time. Like I'm going
0: full ass conspiracy theorist here. I know I am. But what? What could, why can't, why, why? There's got to be some political motivation. There's got to be a reason.
1: Well, they would have egg on their face, right, if they if well, they overturned it. God forbid. And I'm sure then the powers that be, whoever you believe them to be, put pressure on the European court to not overturn it because, wait, we still want to be able to do those things. Yes,
0: and that's that's kind of where... You said that very um, eloquently. supposed <laughs> to... Why? Why? Why?
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So, this is the end of this episode.
1: Yep. Don't and... Wait. There's
0: more to come. There's more to come. More outrage. Yeah. So, upcoming. Dr. Ewan Cameron. Dr. Sydney Gottlieb. Project Paperclip. And more so thank you stay tuned yeah thank you for listening today thank you for everybody that supports us on patreon Mm -hmm. thank Thank you you for everybody that is on the facebook page thank you for listening we love you and um we hope that everybody's doing well Mm -hmm. and remember to take care of yourself take care of each other love each other and most importantly love yourself peace
1: one love